Can a luxury boutique portrait experience involve dangling strands of Mastiff drool? We think so. Urban Dog Studio is a collaboration between Lori Elmer and Nikki Knowlton, two photographers with more than 20 years of experience and zero fear of slobber. With our complimentary styles and shared passion for pets, we work together to bring you a -a one-of-a-kind experience. Your dog will adore being the star of his session, and you'll go home with indelible memories and heirloom-quality artwork guaranteed to make you smile. Reach out today to book your session. You can find us at urbandogstudio.com. Welcome to episode number 41 of Let's Bark About It Tampa Bay. Lori Elmer here with my co-host, Nikki Knowlton. We're the owners and photographers of Urban Dog Studio, Tampa Bay's premier pet photography studio, providing portrait services in the studio and on location throughout the Tampa Bay area. Today, we changed our episode topic so we could address all the buzz about canine infectious respiratory disease complex. That's the dog upper respiratory illness that's been in the news and all over social media recently. Like so many trending topics, there's a lot of misinformation and hype that goes along with legitimate information. And today, our guest, Dr. Natalie Craven from Pinellas Animal Hospital is here to help us make sense of it all. Let's bark about it. Are you a dog owner who only wants the best for your furry family member? Looking for expert information on topics ranging from how to keep your dog safe and healthy to where to go for the best pup cups in Tampa Bay? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to your resource for news and information to help your dogs live their best life. And now, your hosts, pet photographers, owners of Urban Dog Studio, pet industry insiders, and doting dog moms, Lori Elmer and Nikki Knowlton. Are you ready? Sit, stay. Let's bark about it, Tampa Bay. Hey everyone, Lori Elmer here. I'm here with Nikki Knowlton and we have a very special guest on today, Dr. Natalie Craven from Pinellas Animal Hospital. This episode, we actually are just kind of sliding in quickly because of all of the buzz in the news on social media right now about the canine upper respiratory illness. And because we were seeing a lot of conflicting information and, um, and frankly, a lot of hype, we wanted to sort of get an expert's opinion uh, to share with you. So Dr. Craven was graciously uh, agreeable to hopping on really quick today after a very busy day at the office to just come in and share some of her insight on what's going on, maybe what we need to look out for and what we don't need to worry about at this point. So Dr. Craven, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Of course, glad to help out any way I can. Awesome. So I know you've seen a lot of the hype and I know your co- your clients must be asking you questions. Is that correct? Yes, they are. Definitely. Which is understandable when you hear things like that. It, it can be scary if there's something new or different out there. Um, and definitely there's can be concerning. And I know right. that the, and- the media has been covering a lot. And the question is, you know, is this this just overblown hype or is this real? Like what what's going on? Right. And so just quickly, what what exactly is it that the media is saying or that we're hearing is is out there? We know it's upper respiratory. I, I don't even want to call it a virus because it's an upper respiratory Whispery. illness, but they yeah. they haven't called it a virus or a bacteria or they don't know what the pathogen is yet. Is that correct? Correct. We don't know. We don't know if it's part of the standard kind of what we call like kind of canine upper respiratory like disease complex like that can happen or infectious respiratory disease complex. 
um, that can happen in dogs. And we do see kind of ebbs and flows of that, you know, naturally and normally. Um, and it's kind of a whole complex of some bacteria and some viruses. And sometimes pets can have more than one or just one. And, and it can kind of lead to this whole upper respiratory symptoms or quote unquote kennel cough, what people call it, uh, that you see like the coughing, the sneezing, the nasal discharge, the different things that we can see. Um, and then in some pets, you know, even, you know, normally standard, you do have some pets that can either get multiple ones or have other underlying health issues and it can make them more predisposed and they can develop uh, pneumonia uh, from that. And that can happen just in normal, sadly standard uh, canine upper respiratory layer or just infectious respiratory disease and mm -hmm. involved in this complex. And that's something that, you know, we've seen long term, you know, throughout. So, okay. so, so this may not even be anything new. So it, it may not. We don't know if this is just kind of pockets of an upswing of something that is just kind of the normal ebbs and flows and we're just getting more media attention on it and it's making it appear like something. Or is this mm -hmm. something, you know, new and it's something that we, we don't really have the answers right now as far as um, there's different, you know, panels that can be used to kind of test for the common ones we know about. But a lot of times, sadly, the reason we don't really have complete answers, too, is because sometimes when they're being tested, it's way after maybe they were shedding the virus virus or way after when they would have signs of that certain disease that we can detect on a test. So that's part of the issue too of, you know, maybe it's still the same average ordinary canine infectious respiratory diseases that we're seeing. We're just not able to catch them when we need to catch them in order to determine that's the cause. Um, the other thing is, you know, sometimes viruses can mutate and change. And with that, sometimes we do, um, you know, see uh, an upswing or a tick and that and it and or it could be some new respiratory disease. And right now, sadly, we don't have enough information for that answer. Okay. Um, and I, I would imagine, too, tests cost money. And a lot of times for these things, you're the treatment is you're, it's the treatment's the same. You're going to treat them. You're going to treat their symptoms. So. Yes, yes. You don't, people don't necessarily test because there's a cost associated with that that they may not want to pay. Exactly. Especially since the treatment will be the same. Exactly. So, the treatment's okay. often very similar and depending, you know, and then also to, yes, exactly. There's a cost for that test and that test isn't always cheap. You know, it definitely is something, it was something we have to also send out to particular labs to have that evaluated. And um, it also can take mm -hmm. time to get those results back as well. It's not an emergent immediate, like in hospital test that we get some answers. Um, right. so it, it can take time to get those results back. And usually we're going to be treating them very similarly, uh, in that respect. I got it. And, um, so I guess here's the million dollar question. So your practice is a multi-veterinarian practice. There's, I believe seven, six or seven vets. I don't know how many from day to day are there. Yes. <laughs> the practice keeps growing. I think it was seven at last count, but so obviously you see a lot of clients through the practice yes. and, um, and so I actually asked you this before we started the podcast, but I'd like to share this because I think that would probably be representative of the Tampa Bay area, or at least the, the Pinellas Peninsula um, as a whole. Um, my question to you was, today, this week, this month, have you seen any, uh, any uptick or a lot more upper respiratory cases coming in than you would normally see? 
At this time, I mean, I've, I've seen pets coming in for coughing for different reasons. Some, of course, respiratory concerns, others concerned of other underlying diseases like heart disease or chronic lung disease that the pets had chronically. So, the, you know, but I feel like I've been seeing on personally, like on average, the, the same amount that I typically see. I haven't seen a huge uptick or upswing, and I definitely haven't seen an increase in like pneumonia or non-responsive pets recently, mm-hmm. um, personally. So I, I can't speak for every practitioner out there, um, mm-hmm. but it's at least personally, I don't feel that I've seen much change in the number of coughing dogs or symptoms that I've seen. I've seen about the same. And, and most of them have been more mild and responded to more uh, mild management or monitoring and haven't needed anything aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen an upswing in pets with like pneumonia or not responsive or things like that, at least at this time so okay. far. So, and, and you are now the fifth veterinarian I've, I've asked that question of. And thankfully, at least for us, for now in our area, that seems to be the the messaging that's coming back to me is that, you know, people are watching and they're, they're paying attention to what's going on, but nobody so far has been seeing anything in their practice that would suggest that there's you know, something going on, at least in our area, um, that's making pets sick or getting this, whatever this is, that's harder to treat, that doesn't respond. So uh, pretty much a status quo, <laughs> I guess is where I'm yes, going with this, which is, yes. which is Great, great news. Let's keep our fingers crossed that it stays that way and that we're not seeing anything in our area. For people who are concerned, because I've seen, I mean, well, number one, I've seen a lot of comments on social media. Oh, my dog was coughing. I know he has it. I mean, it's frustrating because you you see that and you're like, well, he probably does it. And it's odds are it's something else that's causing them to cough. But it's a lot of that is scaring people. So they're like, you know, at this point, do you think it makes sense to put dogs on lockdown? No, not not at this time. I mean, yeah, not okay. at all. I, I mean, I do think, you know, if your pet is is coughing, you know, definitely please reach out to your veterinarian. Please isolate them from other pets, especially if it's on a chronic cough or chronic disease, you know, something new. And, you know, if they've had exposure to other animals, you know, you know, definitely be cautious and be aware and reach out to your veterinarian mm-hmm. and talk with them about the symptoms to see what steps are necessary. Um but as far as that goes, I, I don't think we need to do anything extreme at this time. Now, if your pet maybe does have some underlying health issues that may make them more at risk for, for infections or things like that, just in general, I, I you know, maybe talk to your vet and you may want to be more cautious about bringing them around other and socializing as much in areas where you don't know the certain pets or, you know, their status health or anything like that. And then also, too, you may want to make sure, you know, definitely all of your pets were recommending or vaccinated against um, uh, any part of the respiratory disease complex and dogs that we can, we're recommending they stay vaccinated for those, especially if they're social and going out and meeting others and being out there, you know, making sure we're vaccinated for our Bordetella and our canine flu and our um, parafluenza, which is part of that distemper parvo parafluenza virus vaccine, mm-hmm. you know, just making sure we're staying up to date on those as well, because those are common parts of that respiratory disease complex right. and, and important to and have it, those up to date. And it's, it's the canine influenza that a lot of dogs don't necessarily get you know, it's not, it's not part of the, the core. Correct. Usually correct. Recommended. Okay. So yeah, that's yeah. one that's usually recommended for dogs who go to dog parks that are boarded, that travel correct. a lot. Right. Correct. So maybe exactly. that if people are concerned, that might be a good one to just go ahead and get at this time, if you haven't already. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely one that they can do, especially if their dog's more social and they're concerned about what's happening, Mm -hmm. you know, just making sure that they're, they're up to date on those vaccines um, would be important just to protect them Mm -hmm. from getting any of those upper respiratory viruses. 
that can cause problems and definitely talk with their vet about it just to make sure it's appropriate for their pet. Mm -hmm. And so I guess, and we'll, we'll do a quick summary, but, um, just to share with people, and I don't even know if this exists, but if you're aware, is there a, an online, a reliable online source for the layman to be able to get information for their particular area? Like, I don't know, does PCVMA or, um, do you know of any place or do they just really need to just go to their vet? Cause I've been looking, I haven't seen it. So yeah, sure no, I was going to say, I, okay. I'm really sadly not aware of anything like mm-hmm. that either. I mean, I do know that there's different resources that they can click on. I think like through the um, Florida Veterinary Medical Association, there's different links maybe for clients. Um, and I do know that there was like that, um, oh, hold on, what was it called? The, um, it, it seemed to like they did have some kind of more average talks on there. Like, I think it was like a, a worms and germs blog that I think is available to the public. Um, and it, it's mm-hmm. a, he kind of uh, is one that kind of is up to date on different things and has spoken about some of the upper respiratory disease complexes. And they do have some more for like client based information okay. potentially in there as well. Um, but yes, okay. I, I don't know of any like set resources or places that they can go to, to monitor the stuff. I don't. Okay. Well, okay. maybe I'll, maybe I'll get that link from you and um, put that in the show notes. So if people want to check it out, I think that's the article that both you and I had seen. Yeah, the one that, this. yeah, yeah, the yeah, one I mean, with this kind I of think, clients and groomers and things like that, just information in general. Yeah. yeah, I think, and I think reading that most people are going to be able to follow it. It's not, it's not all, you know, sciencey. Yes, <laughs> there exactly. Bit, there was a little, there was a little bit of science, little, but I think yeah. the, mess, the messaging wasn't quite so sciencey that you know, I just think the average person would be able to follow the the logic and the reasoning and the and the thought process. Um, so, I mean, I think that's awesome. I guess my point is I just want to want people to start looking for reputable sources for information and not buy into a lot of the, the doom and gloom, the sky is falling stuff that's, um, you know, there's enough really, truly bad things happening in the world today with us oh, yes. <laughs> oh, getting too true. stressed out about something that's at least for us in this area, does not seem to be a problem. So, um, Awesome. Is there anything else, Dr. Craven, that you would like listeners just to be to know about or think about as they're weighing, you know, where they're making their informed decision about how they proceed with their own pets? Any other pearls of wisdom that you would like to share? Yeah, just, I mean, just, you know, closely monitoring their pet. And if they're going to social places, just making sure they're up to date and vaccinated and otherwise healthy. And if they do see a pet or know of a pet that that's coughing or not, or acting not well, you know, please avoid that pet, avoid that area. And if their dog is doing that, please separate it from other pets. And until we're able to go see their vet and get things further worked up to see if it's something that could potentially be contagious. And that way we don't spread it unnecessarily. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also to just, just, you know, closely monitoring, you know, if it's, if it's a a minor, you know, cough uh, that, that isn't uh, progressing, the pet's getting better and they're otherwise acting fine, then, then maybe, you know, there's other causes for coughing, you know, it can be related to, and I definitely want them to seek their vet and talk with their vet about it to make sure we're on the right track, but don't think that just coughing, it means that they're infected. It, It can be sometimes, you know, a little bit of irritation or allergies. They Some small dogs can have a disease called like tracheal collapse or their trachea can collapse a little bit. Um, and that can be something that's handled totally different. Um, so some dogs can have, as far as that goes, um, you know, heart disease or other respiratory diseases that can lead to a cough. So it doesn't always mean that it is this infectious disease or that they're, they're sick. It could be a totally different thing going on that needs a totally different treatment. So just, mm-hmm. I guess my big 
thing is just to make sure they keep in touch, you know, with their, their vet and just kind of monitor. And if they have any questions, please reach out to someone, you know, a veterinarian that they trust to make sure that they're going about it the right direction. Awesome. Awesome. And I guess I would just implore people to not to, you know, buy into or contribute to the hype and, you know, just, uh, don't keep spreading misinformation, verify your sources, look for reputable sources. Yeah. Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely make sure with anything, no matter what it is in relation to just, you know, definitely try to find reputable sources and make sure you're verifying them before um, everything. Because there's so much awesome. out there these days, you know, for everybody and get really confusing. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I mean, even myself, knowing that we were going to do this podcast, I've been, you know, looking for a lot of different resources for information. Nikki and I have had several conversations about it as well. And a lot of our friends in the pet industry are, you know, it's kind of scratching their head trying to figure out how to, you know, how to move forward with it. And for those of us in the pet industry, non-vet pet industry, we're, you know, I think we all kind of just came to the same agreement is that we just need to make sure that our everyday infection control practices are continuing Yes, and um, that we're not, you know, dropping the ball, but that's something we should be doing all the time. All anyway. the time in general. Yes. Right. Everyone should be. Yeah. Yes. And, exactly. um, and so nothing's, nothing's really changing other than making sure that we're all following our own policies that we've yes. always had in place. And um, that for us, that's sort of the conclusion that we came to after weighing all the information. But um, yeah, so um Anyway, so again, I just wanted to get this out just because there's so much going on and I've seen a lot of people here locally kind of going crazy over it. So No, I think it's I, great. <laughs> well, I just I love your voice of reason. Um, you're not sugarcoating anything and you're not over dramatizing and, and that's exactly what everybody needs right now. So I'm glad to help. And then of course as things change, maybe we'll update from here. But of course, for right now, that's my our recommendations, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Once again, I'm not going to keep you. I know you're exhausted after a long day. So thank you so much for popping on and sharing that information with us. And we will talk to you again soon and hopefully not too soon, because that'll mean that there has been a change and we need to get new refreshed information out. So (laughs) very true. All right. Thank you so much. Of course. Bye guys. All right. Bye. And that's a wrap. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling better about things. I'm so relieved to hear that at the time of this interview, Dr. Craven hasn't been seeing more dogs with upper respiratory illness than usual. And more importantly, she hasn't been seeing more cases that aren't responding to standard treatments. I've also spoken with four other veterinarians in the area over the past week, and they've said the same thing. That's great news for our area, and let's hope it stays that way. As always, vaccinating and implementing common sense infection control is important. And if your dog is coughing, lethargic, or seems to be feeling under the weather, keep him home and reach out to your vet. But maybe, despite all this media hype, a doggy lockdown doesn't seem to be necessary at this time. Dr. Craven mentioned a website that has good information based on actual data, and it does include a fair amount of science jargon, but it still makes sense for the layman, so you might want to have a look at it. It's wormsandgermsblog.com by Dr. Scott Weiss. We'll include a link in the show notes. We'll also continue following this story, and if anything changes for our area, we'll post an update. Talk to you all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Bark About It Tampa Bay. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to leave a review. And while you're there, 
Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on our upcoming episodes. Be sure to visit our website at www.urbandogstudio.com for show notes and links to resources discussed in this episode. Thanks for being a part of this dog-loving community. Now go give your dog a cookie, a belly rub, and say hi from us. (laughs) Ha, 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 